Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and I am so delighted to have Joss Golden here with me today. And we're going to be talking all about aware parenting and natural learning, I think, or various forms of homeschooling, but I think focusing on natural learning. And this is the first of a series I'm going to be doing on aware parenting and homeschooling. And I'm so glad to be here with you, Joss. We've been talking about this for some while and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you Marion it's a real pleasure to talk to you always but especially about this. Yay! <laughs> so it's a um, topic that we're both really passionate about isn't it to that this combination of the two aware parenting and uh, do you, I've forgotten if you call it natural learning. Can yeah. I say natural learning? Yeah natural learning is fine. Natural, yeah. Yeah. What do you tend to call you more on schooling or? No. I'm more natural learning, really. I just I love the um, the feeling that that phrase gives about it being like an ongoing thing that is part of our lives, that is happening anyway, um, if we allow it. Um, and the unbit always sits a bit with me. Like unschooling feels a bit like it's deliberately not being something. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm not I'm not too pedantic about it, but I like that phrase. Yay! Great. So I thought we might even start off, not even, I thought we might start off, I'd love to hear uh, if you share with the listeners how your entrance into aware parenting, first of all, like what was it about it, how did you find out about it, what was, what was the thing that you loved about it when you came across it that you went, yes, I love this so much that you've now, you're an aware parenting instructor, so you know, clearly you're passionate about it, love to hear a bit about that story, that journey. Sure, well, um, Aware parenting, I discovered, I'll start at the beginning. Yes, slowly. begin at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so I studied psychology, first of all, when I left uni. I was really interested in people and how, how I worked and how people work and all that kind of stuff. And as part of my psychology training, I got really interested in attachment and attachment theory and attachment parenting and all that stuff around what the optimal way is to support mother-child interactions and bonding and what a beneficial effect that has on children's development. And um, as part of my course, I read uh, The Continuum Concept by Jean Lidloff and that really also, amongst other things I was reading, but that really touched me. Um, and I remember at the time thinking, if I ever have children, I must read this book again. I really want to make sure that this is part of my um, my planning around children and so I, I then went on to do postgraduate studies and other things but um, this was always something I was very interested in and then maybe I guess 15 years later I had children and I read the continuum concept again when I was <laughs> so initially I was really really passionate about attachment parenting and closeness and, and co-sleeping and um, you know, carrying my child in a sling and but the, the missing piece was, was the the crying part and um, I, I really remember when my son was about two months old we went to the UK and we had this very long and stressful flight and that night in the UK my son was just inconsolable and I I was very stressed about it and looking back now I see what was going on for him but at the time up until that point, any time he'd cried, I'd been able to soothe him by lovingly holding him and by breastfeeding him and all that kind of stuff. And I prided myself on the fact that he never cried. 
Mm. And then we had this night where he was just inconsolable. And there was part of me at the time that thought, maybe I could just lie with him and let him cry. But it, the thought of doing that also felt um, wrong. It felt like I was somehow neglecting him or somehow making him feel abandoned or, or whatever. So I didn't do it anyway. Um, a couple of years later, um, I had a daughter and my son never didn't sleep well. And um, my friend Kiara and I, who were buddies at the time with our babies, would compare notes every day about how many times our children had woken up in the night and how, you know, whether it had been a 45 minute sleep between cycles or what it was. And it was a bit crazy and, and unsustainable and we were exhausted. Um, and then, uh, yeah, my second child, my daughter was born. And shortly after that, I read an article that you wrote in Byron Child um, that I, I bought the magazine as for a friend of mine as a subscription. And um, I found the article that you wrote. And um, so I arranged a consultation with you because there was something light bulby about that piece um, and around expressing feelings. And although a lot of the web parenting we'd already been practicing in terms of the closeness and, and, and not having punishments and rewards and, and those sorts of things in the family, there was this extra piece about healing ourselves and supporting our children to heal too. And it just completely made sense to me that there was this beautiful, natural process in our bodies that allowed us to, and our children to release our stress and so I had a consultation with you and life as we know it was never the same again. <laughs> um, and yeah. that was about 15 years ago ish. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And initially uh, I just was really interested in supporting my daughter and allowing her to cry and also trying to then catch up a bit with the, my son and how, he hadn't been listened to as a baby um, so it was just a gradual process and, and initially it's so much about listening to the children and, and um, supporting them and, and um, hearing their tears and then increasingly it becomes about us too uh, and I remember you always used to say look to yourself and all that sort of thing and at the time I was thinking I don't want to look to myself I want you to sort out my children so they go to sleep <laughs> but um, increasingly that just became such a gift such an unexpected additional gift of the process too um, and so yeah that's how we got into it and um, I had several sessions with you and I've done your courses and I read all of Elisa's books and I had sessions with her too and just you know it's, it's a process isn't it with the web parenting like you first come into it and you think oh this is great it's going to sort things out I understand how this is going to work and then you realize actually this is just a way of being this yes. is a way of being with ourselves this is a way of being with our children and the, um, the upshot of it is that you have beautiful relationships and that everybody feels heard in the family and everybody's valued and it's just this gorgeous connection and healing and play and fun and light-heartedness and all those good things um, so it's it became so much more than I thought it ever would and mm. yeah changed my life completely and I'm, I'm delighted and grateful every day mm. so yummy and <laughs> were there specific things that when you first started practicing it that you really noticed that were that 
shifted, like particularly maybe for your son or that was different for you in terms of you and your daughter, yeah. the, the differences that you saw? Because I always love about aware parenting. It's so, uh, you know, both of us coming from a researchy background that we can, we can be researchers as parents yeah. and really be observing our babies or children and really see clearly the differences. So I'd love to hear if you um, happy to share some of the differences that you saw. Um, when we first started practicing aware parenting, we were living next door to this family who had very well-behaved children who were very quiet and so on. And so when my kids first started um, expressing their feelings, it was quite noisy and quite messy sometimes. And initially it was really difficult. I really judged myself and I really judged my family and I really wanted it all just to be that it would work and they would be good. Um, and then quite quickly I realized how it was just a, um, a beautiful process and the, the end of all that noise and that mess, the result of all that um, yeah, noise basically was that the kids came out so calm and so connected and feeling just, you could feel how relaxed and how at home they were in their bodies once, once they'd had the chance to do it. So, yeah, I really noticed immediately in, in my daughter, or very early on with my daughter, that she slept much better and she was just much more relaxed. And as a second child, like her life was quite chaotic and noisy with, you know, with my first child, we were always at home all the time and I was always nurturing him. And when the second one comes along, it's a bit more, you're out and about and going to things. So. Um, it was just really beautiful to come back after a day of doing things with my little boy to be able to support my daughter to express her feelings and, and then be so relaxed and so calm, so deeply connected. That was beautiful. And in terms of his behaviour, well, he was he was a toddler, so he was starting to you know, have tantrums. And initially, before we discovered aware parenting, we thought, well, this is weird because this attachment parenting thing hasn't worked. We've done all this beautiful, lovely stuff. And here's my boy screaming and throwing, throwing himself on the floor and, you know, expressing frustration and rage. And none of those things should be there. So um, once we shifted and we're thinking of it so much more as a healing expression of, of how he was feeling and the fact that he was having feelings about having a sister and we'd moved house at the time and, you know, there were big things going on for him and to see that instead as a process of him being allowed to express how he felt and to witness the change in his energy after being heard in that way was just beautiful and it was, you know, it just was so naturally encouraging for us to continue with it. Mm. Um, and there were times when it was really difficult and challenging and yeah initially I found it hard to listen to feelings I was very um whilst I knew all this stuff about psychology and about well-being and about all those things I wasn't I developed really strong control patterns as a child around not crying and not expressing emotions myself and so that process was a big learning for me as well um, around seeing it in my children and what a benefit it had for them um, to being able to actually allow myself the same um, opportunities to heal in the same way. Um, 
and laughter. There was so much stuff around laughter initially, especially for my son, because his tears had been not allowed when he was little. It was harder for him to connect with those tears than it was for my daughter. Um, and so just all that play and that fun and that silliness, we had just, I have so many beautiful memories from when they were little of just playing. And it was, it was gorgeous to see the effects for him, especially of laughter and, and fun and play. And it was just so beautiful for our relationship too. And for me as well to allow myself to be silly and to be lighthearted at a time when, you know, life can feel quite difficult and quite challenging. And so those aspects I think were the most important for me to start with. Yum. I feel so, such a big smile listening to you speak and reflect on this. So yummy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And the kids were talking the other day about playing and we used to play this really, their favourite game when they were little was this game we invented called Missy Kissy where I would, I was a, a I would chase them around the house trying to catch them and if I caught them I would take them back to the bed and I would give them lots of kisses and then I would go to sleep and say you mustn't escape and they would escape and they had this little thing which was a little metal ball and it was this tool that they invented called an invisolator and if they pressed it it would freeze me and I would have to stop and then they would run off to a safe spot and then I would go all angry back to my castle and stuff. And um, we were just remembering all so many silly games that we used to play that were just beautiful and again so much inspiration from you Marianne and mm -hmm. from Elisa too of course and, and Larry Cohen's beautiful book about playful parenting and having Chiara as a, as, a, as a bestie in the process was so awesome because between the two of us we could always come up with something ridiculous and fun to do to help our kids so that was a big piece. Mm. Yeah, so important, hey, to have and for the two of you and your families to be going through this together from that time where you were sharing the stories about the, the how many wake ups to, to sharing aware parenting together and, and yeah. this whole journey. So, so. Yeah, it's been, it's been huge. It's really, really important. And I think uh, it's so important for parents to find people who are like-minded who understand the process who you can share it with and I, I don't think I mean the Kira and I both said I don't think we would have been able to do it if we hadn't had each other to do it with and our kids have such a beautiful relationship now and I mean we've known each other since we were pregnant with our first and it's um yeah it's been a real help in the process so I always really recommend that for people to find find listening partners or empathy buddies or whatever just people yeah. to share the process with really helps. Oh, so much isn't it so central yeah yay so oh my gosh I love all that um so in terms of the natural learning journey how did that start what what happened for you around that that you that you came to be so passionate about it well yeah that was a, a longer process I think um my husband Kamal and I were both very sort of schooled in a formal British traditional way and I was at boarding school from the age of eight which was um, yeah, it was a difficult experience in a lot of ways. And I know that my parents were, um, they were moving around a lot for work and they really valued me getting a good education in a stable environment and so on. So that's why they made the choices. But it, what I know now, looking back on that, I totally see why I didn't learn well in that environment. And it was really challenging in, in lots of ways. Um, and then we were both at uni and then we both did postgraduate studies too. So we were really sort of, you know, schooled and um, then when it was time for my son to go to school um, 
or he was at kindy age rather, we had d discovered homeschooling, but we were like reluctant to do it. We thought, oh, is it a really good idea? And a bit weird, and a bit, <laughs> I don't know. And we found this really beautiful, small family-based alternative child-centered school around the corner from us, and we went there. And um, but my heart, my son wasn't really ready to be at school, so he wanted us to stay with him. So I had to spend two days a week with him at school. I didn't have to; I chose to. Um, and my daughter was kind of running around and part of it too. And it was really lovely that the school allowed that, and that's what he needed, and he still wanted that sort of you know that closeness and that connection. And um, so we kept thinking about homeschooling because he he wasn't really happy in that environment, even though it was lovely. And at the same time, the more time I spent there, the more I got to see things that, even though it was a really beautiful school that was doing its best, there are limitations because it's a school. Um, and so, you know, sometimes the kids would be engaged in beautiful stuff that they're doing and then they're pulled away because it's time to do something else as per the timetable of the school. And it just felt, um, it just felt like it wasn't really working for us. And then, um, my son said he hated it because he didn't like being teached at school, which I totally understood. <laughs> um, and then I found a book in the, in the school sale. Um, they were raising funds for the school and I found this book about homeschooling and I just thought, well, there, you know, there's a sign. So we pulled him out of school and we'd actually gone traveling at the end of his kinder year. Um, we went overseas and went traveling for a while and it was just so lovely to all be together all the time. So. When we got back, we just said, well, let's just pull him out and we'll just, you know, we'll put him back again in year one, maybe. Um, and then, of course, the more time you spend together and the more you see your kids being free and having the possibilities to explore what they want to explore and having lots of time together at home and all that fun and all that um, lovely choice and freedom and connection and so on, the more it just became something that we thought, yeah, well, if this is working for us, let's keep doing it. This is lovely. Never really thinking that we were going to homeschool all the way. And then, yeah, the more we've done it, the more we thought, well, yeah, this is, this is, this works. This is lovely. This is, this is a really beautiful way for us all to be together. Mm. So. so yummy. You were saying as well before that you, you read loads of books in it. So do you, are there, were there any that st stood out that you, you read and read and read? What, what? Yeah, so I read a lot. I re I've always read lots of books about everything that I've been into. That's my style. Hey. Um, I, I mean, initially I was, I was really inspired by, uh, you know, Elisa. I mean, we'll probably talk about that when we look at the, the connections between aware parenting and, um, and natural learning. But read lots of books by John Holt and John Taylor Gatto and you know, um, uh, I can't remember what the woman's name is. Oh, give the, them all the way. Llewellyn, someone Llewellyn. Oh, Grace? Uh, free, yes. Um, and um, yeah, all, all of those sorts of books. Um, and it just, yeah, it just seemed to fit so well with everything that we were doing. In, in, in terms of our aware parenting in our lives. So, yeah, um, read lots and books on de-schooling and books on unschooling and you know, all kinds of things. And now, of course, there's a million podcasts about all these things. So, so many resources available to people to, to learn more. Yes, 
Yeah. Um, so did you always go kind of natural learning style or did you play with other different ways of mostly natural learning yeah i mean initially we when we first brought him out of school we were um i suppose we were still very much of the we had quite narrow um, definitions of what learning is and how learning looks and what kids should be able to do and how oh well if they're this age they must be able to do this and they should be doing this and they must be reading yes um and my son found it quite he struggled a bit with reading and he started reading quite late relative to how he would have been had he been at school. Yes. Um, and he went from pretty much not reading to fully reading in a really short period of time. So initially we'd been doing things like reading lots of books with them and, you know, doing some basic stuff around phonics and, and those sorts of things to try to help him. But he really, it just, he wasn't ready. Yeah. And um, there have been so many times, his personality in life has always been that you know, until he's ready, if you try and push things, he really he just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work for him at all. He becomes mm. quite resistant and doesn't, it just doesn't work. So the more we were able to let go, the more, the better it was for him. And then the more we saw that process working, and it was really reassuring to see him going from reading, not reading to fully reading in a short period of time. And I know if he'd been at school, there would have been all those conversations around him not reading yet and needing extra lessons and all that kind of support required for him. And there's judgments about something being wrong with him because he couldn't read yet. And so seeing him thriving in an environment that removed all that and just allowed him to go through the process with lots of loving support from us in his own time, um, was really reassuring and I think that just set us off on a much more of a natural learning path. I mean we've done lots of stuff and have done courses and we've you know, supported them with lots of different things but it's been child-led. Yes. The vast majority of it has been child-led rather than us-led. So yeah pretty much from the beginning it was like that. Mm, so yummy so so in terms of like um de-schooling yourself and and getting that reassurance and that deep trust in in their own learning journey were, were there that some aha moments where you really went oh gosh then no, this really does you know they they really will learn what they really love to learn was it the reading for him or was it something do you do you remember the any moments like that where you really went oh yes yeah i think um I just remember lots of little moments really where I saw him creating amazing things. He was really into Lego and he loved to build things and he used to make these incredible creations where he would make you know, design structures and so on and, and build cool stuff. And so, yeah, I just, I just remember lots of times where I, I saw them both engaged in, in things that were so helpful for them and and so um supporting their learning in lots of different ways and, and seeing it broadly rather than it just being you know specific subjects or him acquiring specific skills it was just much more of a broader thing um and so i think the moments that it's difficult is when you, when you lose that sense of trust and you start thinking oh god they should be doing this and no one's really learning anything and you go back to thinking that learning has to look like sitting down with a book or writing something or you know um 
so those are the moments that are hard but I think generally there were just so many examples of, of them learning things and, and often they would say things to me and I would think well, how, how do you know that <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't realize you knew that okay great yeah, so those are really reassuring times too yes but I think it was just a gradual process of learning to trust more yes. um, allowing them to um, explore things in their own time in their own way yeah um, and then when I needed reassurance um, you know reading reading people like John Holt and reading Alfie Cohen and reading Elisa's work and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, just to keep me on track. But again, we were part of a, a really lovely community where we were living at the time. There were lots of like-minded homeschoolers there and we were all families and um, who were basically doing some degree of natural learning. So that really helped too. Mm. Again, so important, isn't it, the, having that community, that, that support team. Yeah family group village absolutely yeah. Yeah. i'm so glad so glad you had that um so in terms of aware parenting and natural learning and so that how beautifully they fit together and of course i really want to preface this that in aletha in, and aware parenting is not um advocating natural learning so but, but for this the purpose of this series we're talking about the links between it so yeah i'd love to hear where where you saw this these fitting together so beautifully yeah um aletha has this beautiful um article about the principles of learning which i have often referred to um and yeah as you say natural learning and aware parenting on on she doesn't advocate this necessarily, but what she describes in her principles of learning are all things that I feel are best served doing it at home in this in this relaxed and, and connected way. So she talks about you know learning being best when it's self-initiated, um, arising from our children's curiosity and their interests rather than something that's imposed on them, where they have choice and self-direction. Well, that's that's so. That works so well at home, doesn't it? Especially with this approach. And she yes. talked about children learning through um, hands-on experience rather than through verbal instruction necessarily. And that's that's another thing she talks about, the importance of play. And I know that these things are addressed in some schools too, but just it just yeah seems to be addressed so well at home. Um, she talks about the importance of real-life activities, um, allowing children to develop at their own rate, um, she recognises that kids have lots of different learning styles and that there's lots of different forms of intelligence. And so I've really seen that with my children too, that in, in school, they're really trying to make sure that everybody's the same and learning at the same rate and, and exploring things in, in quite a narrow choice of ways. Um, but that actually at home, it allows us to embrace all those different types of of intelligence and ha that they all have equal value and that sort of more intellectually book-based type of learning and intelligence isn't isn't the only way and sometimes isn't the way at all yes. um, so that's something I love about what she writes she also I, I love what she was saying about um, you know stress and trauma as well getting in the way of learning and so how, how that learning process is, is, is um, more effective and enhance when kids are also in an environment where they're being supported to release that stress. And I saw that my son going to school was really contributing often to his stress. He would come home feeling really 
sad or angry or stressed or frustrated or annoyed or whatever. And sometimes them, you know, there were sort of bullying or, or issues between children where they're unkind to each other or when they're hurting too. And so being in an environment where you're free of all that and where when your children need need to express how they're feeling and you're able to in that moment right there lovingly support them whilst also not putting in them in an environment which contributes to all of that stress felt really really lovely for us mm. um oh, lovely. and yeah just the uh, capacity to the, the opportunity to then build yeah more beautiful relationship again with us and to work on that and to you know give our kids encouragement and not not have those punishments and rewards and that praise and that sort of um external marker system where you get graded and that determines who you are and what you're worth and all that stuff um and to allow our children to just be in a yeah supportive loving non-punitive environment um where they're supported to be themselves to do what they are called to do to do what they want to do and what they choose to do and to understand that they are um learning at their own pace and it's not compared to anybody else it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing it's about what they want to do and they can see progress um, in themselves what they're doing compared to themselves how they were doing things and they can feel good about that and enjoy that process and it's not about whether you get an A and somebody else gets a B. It's just about you having an exploration and um, enjoying learning and um, having adventures in your in your life. Um, yeah, in a supportive, loving home environment. So, uh, and I, I mean, I, I was I went to boarding school, as I said. So you know, you couldn't get a bigger contrast, really. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the more I saw them thriving in, in that environment, um, and the more I saw how I didn't thrive in, that envir in my environment, it, it, the contrast became clearer and clearer. Um, and Elisa's book, Collect Connected and Cooperative, that used to be called Helping Children Flourish, yes. I found that also a really beautiful um, resource um, in the early days around all this. Mm. Mm, so yummy I, <laughs> I love that you that you linked it with with the article that she wrote so beautiful and as you say so much easier actually to often it's in most not in all family situations of course but it, it's so much easier to, to put those principles into practice so what really jumps out at me is the the joy of getting to actually spend so much time together mm. and that's what really when I reflect back on all these years I'm so yeah. glad that I've had so so much time with my yeah. lovelies and yeah goes so quickly doesn't it that looking back that time and to actually get a lot of time with them I think it's such a such an honor it is it's really beautiful and that's just a that's that's the biggest part of it it's just been so lovely and that's where the beautiful relationship comes from you know you can um, you can, you, the more time you get to spend with your beautiful children, the better. And yes. yeah, especially when they're little. I didn't want them going off to school five days a week, eight hours a day. Um, I wanted to be with them, yes. and they wanted to be with us too. And so, you know, um, and there's lots of judgment around that, isn't there, in our society around children needing to be independent, and they should be. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and words like clingy, and you know, 
it's all so loaded with negative judgment that your kids should be off, out off on their own from an early age. And yes. Whereas actually my children wanted that closeness, as did I. So yeah, it was just just really worked well for us. Yeah, I, you know me, my passion about colonisation, as I really see that as part of that, you know, school as as we see it in colonised cultures is really very recent and in more indigenous cultures, that, you know, children didn't get sent off places altogether yeah. in those ways. So, yeah. Um, yes. You know, I also really, I really resonated with you as well, having an, a very schooly academic background and, and really it took me so long around the de-schooling to... Um, to really get that that uh, learning isn't just books, reading, writing, and that kind of thinky knowledge. It really took me so long to really get that. And I remember having a session once with someone who really helped me see that often it's actually schools who, you know, when we're talking to our kids, as you were saying, I have often still really surprised I'll be talking to Sonny and he'll be telling me all this stuff about the cosmos and I'll be like, how on earth did you learn? You know, way more than I do. And I went to school and I'm much older than you. And um, uh, yeah, so I had this session with her and this woman and she was saying, you know, when you have your children, you're with them a lot. You have conversations, you, you know what they know. But when you've got 20 or 30 kids, you, you cannot have that level of conversation with every child. You cannot really get to know what they know. So the, all the reading and writing is so much to do with being able to actually um, understand what they know and what they don't know. And, and I remember that being like a light bulb moment for me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I just was so, it took me so many years to really get that reading yeah. and writing aren't the archetypal like that isn't <laughs> learning is everything and yeah. you know all the body-based learning and feelings-based learning and and being able to do stuff like again i see as part of colonization isn't it that we've really valued in this culture the mind that that and that particular quality of mind which is wonderful the conceptual yeah. thinking and all of that stuff but there's so many other as Aletha said, so many other forms of learning and so many styles of learning, so many forms of intelligence. Yeah. So, yeah, that, and, and lots of people don't have those skills. No, I mean, I really love all that stuff. I love yes, me too. researching things and being really OCD about what I learn about stuff, but not everybody is like that. And no. so, yeah, and I really love that, you know, with natural learning, like we really see that all learning is valuable, yes. um, not just. The learning in a curriculum um, yeah. and that you're not seeing learning as like a means to an end in order to pass a test but yeah. just as a sort of ongoing organic process that allows you to explore all the different things in life that interest and excite you yeah. and that shape our kids as they become themselves and, and we see learning everywhere yes um, and so yeah, I always find it funny when people say to me oh it's school holidays you give your kids a break from learning <laughs> yeah it's just a very different way of looking at it um yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah yeah i see my daughter now she's she's 19 and she's helping me also with a bit more of that de-schooling that oh you know when they're 18 this is this juncture point and i just see her she's been teaching herself the ukulele at the moment she's been playing this morning so it's that continuation isn't it of just learning what you what we love and then really being so deeply connected with that still i see that for both of my children do you do you do you, what are your lovelies into now do you still see them like learning and still loving learning yeah yeah 
And I'm, but again, you have, I have to keep coming back to this idea that learning looks different. Yes. So as soon as I start thinking, you ask me that question, I think, oh, what are they doing? What are they studying at the moment? And then I think, no, it's not that. <laughs> so even now, yes. 17 years down the track, I'm still coming back to that. Oh, what are they learning? Um, yeah. um, yes. I mean, my, my, my son is really into music and oh, loves yeah. listening to music and loves lots of different styles of music and knows just lots about music. And um, I was saying to someone the other day, we play this game with him. And in fact, I played it with him yesterday where I, I, he's got sort of two, three thousand songs on his phone. And I just play him like the first five seconds of a song and he has to tell me who it's by. And it's just a, game, a silly game that we play, but it's really lovely. And last night we played for, I think it was about an hour and a half. And I was just playing five seconds of the song and he got it. And then I went on to the next one. And I think there were only about five that he didn't know. Yeah. There's just no way I would be able to do that. No way. And he doesn't think of that as learning. Yes. And lots of other people wouldn't really think of that as learning either. But it's something that he's really interested in and loves. And he knows lots and lots about it. And um, what I love is when I'm able to keep thinking in a de-schooly way. And I don't think, oh, he's really interested in music. Right? Um, we should make sure that he does a music course. And then, or maybe he's going to be a musician. Or, or maybe he'll be a DJ. Or maybe he'll be a, you know, <laughs> just allow him be really passionately interested in music and exploring that and if it leads to something else that's great and if it doesn't that's great because it's still something that gives him joy and, and pleasure and that stimulates his brain and that, that is fun so yeah um that's what well, i mean he's into lots of things as well there's lots of other things that he does but um he's just got his driving test thing interested in cars and all that kind of thing too um and my daughter is, yeah, she's, she's, she's into, it's hard to pigeonhole. Yeah, there you go. And isn't that lovely? Kids, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, so many things. <laughs> yeah, so many things that she's into. And um, yeah, she, she loves performing and um, dance and um, drama and that kind of thing. So she's always involved in something um, along those lines. And she's, she also started reading later and uh, struggled quite a lot with reading to start with. But once she got reading, she loved it. And so she, she reads quite a lot for pleasure, actually. And she goes through times where she spends hours and hours and hours reading. And then she also goes to times when she doesn't really read much at all. So um, at the moment, she's mostly reading fiction. That's what she's really into. Um, and what else does she do? She loves she loves cooking, and she. But both my kids are very social. They really love their connections with their friends and hanging out with their friends and you know, going to the beach and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. I love that they get to do that too. So um, yeah, and we have a um, we have a, a quite an active homeschool community around us, and I organise lots of activities for the kids, and we have this group that meets. Um, at my house regularly where we do we present topics and so we ask the kids what they want to learn what they're interested in learning and we make big lists of all the things that they want to learn and then the mums just take turns to do like little presentations for the kids about that topic whatever it is and it could be um, yeah it could be something about you know, managing 
finances and running household budgets and doing tax returns, or it could be something about ancient history, or it could be, you know, there's lots of things that they're all interested in doing. And it's nice, and it's, it means that because they all get to choose what we do, there are times when there's a presentation about something that the kids aren't very interested in, my kids might not be very interested in. So, for example, my friend recently did this beautiful presentation about poetry, and my kids are like, no, oh, I don't really like poetry. <laughs> <laughs> but she put so much work and time and effort into it and presented all this gorgeous stuff about poetry and everybody loved it. Everybody mm. learned loads from it. And so yeah. we do that kind of thing too, and, um, which is just gorgeous. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, getting back to the question. Which no, I love that. I I love doing. <laughs> no, I love, I love where you went with that. So really, so lovely. Really love what you've what you've creating co-created around your family really yummy um do you know what you're saying as well earlier on about your son and seeing when he was younger when he was going to uh kindy or whatever it's called over there um and seeing the you know that he would come back and he'd have lots of big feelings around it and one thing i've really noticed with my children is um the different experience like for me as a teenager at school there was so much shaming and cliques and and just like really unenjoyable stuff that went on between all the teens and what I love seeing in my in my teen well they're not mine but you know my son and daughter that they just didn't experience that kind of stuff the the homeschooling community has been always so inclusive and supportive and um my daughter doesn't she's often doesn't speak much in groups and there was never you know for me I didn't speak much in groups and there's so much shaming and so much exclusion and just every every to me is had that quality of everyone being accepted exactly as they are and whatever clothes they wear and whatever they're into and whatever they say or don't say so much acceptance and and inclusion in ways that I just feel so grateful and I really see that impact on them that they haven't been they haven't got the hurts that I had growing up in in those being in that culture so much and is there anything you want to say about that as well yeah um uh, yeah, I, I see a real contrast between my education and theirs. And, you know, at school, my schooling was all about coercion, punishment, shame, um, bullying, harshness. You know, uh, you can imagine how hurt all those children were to be in that environment so young. And the the um, the headmaster of the first school I went, the primary school that I went to, was, was a real bully. He was really nasty. And, um, and yeah, all, so I, I just see how beautiful it is for my children to have a life yeah, free of all of that stuff, free of that blame and that control and that punishment and those um, challenging dynamics and, and that, yeah, it's just, it's great to be away from that. And I know that there are some people who argue that your kids need to be in that environment in order to learn resilience and it's not it's not real world keeping the, the kids out of school and things. Um, and I just see that the school environment is so much not a, a real world environment. It's such an artificial construct in so many ways. It's not something that you know, indigenous cultures ever had. And it's not, it, you know, it served a very specific purpose in, in our culture um, in terms of you know, freeing up parents to be able to go to work and, and, and all those kind of things as well as you know possibly teaching our children to be very compliant and, and not necessarily connected with their authentic selves too 
I don't know whether that's deliberate or whether that was a side effect, but anyway, that is part of, of school, the result of school. So, um, yeah, I love that my kids are free from all that and, and have been, um, yeah, just allowed to be on their own unique journey, enjoying their own unique interests and um, becoming their own unique selves. I really like that. And there are times in the homeschool community as well where there have been, you know, issues or kids haven't got on well with other kids or whatever. And, but because everybody's, um, we're always there as a family and so it's always been easy to resolve things and to support children to be, to, you know, for it not to be nasty or, you know, painful for children. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a real plus in their lives. There are so many times things come up and I really I start having this really big response to things and my kids are like, what? It's just, it's just nothing. What, why are you upset about that? You know, they, they can't understand. Um, and then I realise, yeah, of course, you're free of all that stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, yay. Yeah. Uh, if you could go back and, and talk to your uh, self from you know when you were maybe starting uh, the web parenting or slash natural learning journey like things you would really if you could kind of transmit those to your younger self you could stand stand beside your younger self and support you with anything is there anything that you'd really love to offer i think the trust piece is the biggest the biggest thing that i've learned that i wish i'd felt deeply at the beginning um, just that um, we can when we're able to trust our children and just allow them to be on this journey, to support them in the process, but to just allow them to do it their way, it really teaches our kids that they are trustworthy. Um, and that's just such a beautiful thing for a child to know. And it's a really important thing for a child to know as well. And I see that with my children now, that they're older and they're, uh, off more on their own journeys and they're having you know, relationships with people and they're, um, they're going to parties and all that kind of stuff. I love that they have this strong sense that they trust themselves and that they can listen to their own inner guidance around the decisions that they make for them. And there's times that they make mistakes and do silly things, of course, and we all do, but you know, they do essentially have this connection to that they are trustworthy. And it also means that as well as learning to trust themselves and knowing they know that we're there, we've got their back, that we care about them, that we that we love them, that we support them, that we want to be with them, and that we want to give them choice and autonomy over their lives. And so just if I'd been able to go back and say to my youngest self, yeah, just just it's all gonna be okay. Just keep doing what you're doing, keep loving your children, keep exploring what coming up for you and keep allowing them to be on their own unique journey with all this it's it's going to be beautiful let go of what you think learning should look like and what you think they should be doing and just deeply connect as often as you can with that deep sense that you can trust them they've got this it's okay and you have to yeah, um, wouldn't it be lovely to just trans be able to transplant that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so lovely. Yeah. Mm. Did you have any, I know you made some notes, did you have anything else on your notes as well that you w would really wanted to say? 
Um, what else did I want to say? Um, I just wanted to touch, we've sort of touched on it, but this idea of um, our children at home are, are just free of that burden of, of um, tests and comparisons and judgments and control. And when you contrast that with freedom and fun and play and choice and self-determination and autonomy, and you can see how that is just such a beautiful um, opportunity to give our kids the space and also the time just to be, to become themselves. Um, and I think by doing something unique too, by us natural learning, it's not the normal thing for people to do, but by doing that, we're also modeling that to our kids, that it's okay to sort of step outside of those sort of um, social norms and expectations, and it's okay to do things differently, and yeah. that we have the freedom in life to choose how we want things to be. If we are able to connect in with how we love things to be, we can then make the choice. Um, so I like that we model that as well as give them all the benefits mm -hmm. of doing that. I love that. It's like that meta level thing, isn't it? Yum. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, when adults step out of the rat race and, and everybody's sort of oh that's great that's wonderful what an exciting invention what a brave and courageous thing to do but we don't you know society doesn't have the same view about the, our kids stepping out of the rat race which is essentially what what they are doing by by coming out of the school environment often yes and i think um just as well to be you know when you're at school you you can't really think for yourself because you are often told what to think and you can't choose for yourself because you're told what to do um, you can't necessarily even move or go where you want to go. You can't go to the bathroom even sometimes if you want to do that. So, um, and you can't often choose who you want to spend time with either. Whereas, you know, at home, there's none of that. There's just a sort of connection and a, and a family centered life rather than that sort of institution centered life. And it just is delicious <laughs> yeah. so i keep thinking it's so yummy and delicious yeah. <laughs> um and i think that just also the, the way that we're critically thinking about life and the choices that we're making also gets our encourages our children to do that and to be critical independent thinkers so they're sort of learning how to learn and how to have that lifelong curiosity and that love of learning because it's really it's from their own intrinsic motivation rather than something that they're um, is just being presented to them that's just what we're doing this is what we're going to be learning this week so they can dive really deep into things that interest them and just have nothing to do with things that don't interest them and yes. i really don't care that my kids don't know anything about um weathering and erosion in geography for example <laughs> because uh, my son recently said um, yeah i there's, I know I don't feel like I'm behind at all, even though I know that there's things that my friends who go to school know that I don't know because I know how to learn and I know that in life if anything is of interest to me, I know how to how to explore it more. So that's yeah, that's um, a statement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Know how to learn. Yeah. Don't feel behind. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. And I think also in terms of their bodies, I wanted to just touch on that too. Yes. Like, being at home and allowing the routine to be very relaxed and to just you know go with the flow and there are a few things that we have on each week but essentially our rhythm is very flowy um and i think that's really nice so when our children are tired they have time to rest and if they're sleepy they don't have to wake up and rush out of, out of 
school, you know, to get to school in the morning, but instead they can much more be tuned into their bodies and what their needs are. And that allows them to be much less stressed and much more <clears throat> balanced and much more tuned in to their bodies, which is a really positive bonus as well. And such a lovely thing. I mean, I wasn't tuned into my, I'm still not really very tuned into my body, but yeah. they really are yeah. because it's just a natural consequence of them being at home and being allowed to just flow through their life. Mm, yum. I think I've said yum quite a lot today. <laughs> yum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I wanted to say, really. Just, um, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It's a great way to live. <laughs> um, yeah, carry on. I was saying at the beginning how, you know, when before the interview, we were talking a bit about, um, you know, the fact that I was a bit nervous about coming on and talking to you and so on. Yes. Um, how my kids have said to me, oh, yeah, you, you've really got this, mum. You, you really know your stuff. You, you, you know so much about web parenting and you're so passionate about this and about homeschooling and you, you, you walk your talk with it. So you've got loads to share and go for it. And that was such a beautiful validation of everything too. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that's like the ultimate validation, isn't it? Like to actually say, to have them say to you, you walk your talk and this, I mean, I feel touched to tears hearing that. It's like, yeah incredibly beautiful so I, I really acknowledge you so Thank deeply you. Mm. Thank you. <sighs> yeah. so if there are if there's some i'm thinking particularly there are where people who are already into aware parenting who are maybe thinking you know and particularly given the current world situation so much that's going on around uh, around the world around people doing um you know um, school from home and various different ways and i think there's a seems to me to me a big opening for many different ways to to learn an opportunity so if there are people that may be thinking oh i you know i'm i'm curious about natural learning and i think i might want to but you know would, is there anything that you would say to them or <laughs> some some words that that come to you that you'd speak yeah I'd say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, it's, it is hard to do something different to what everybody else is doing. And there are, it is difficult sometimes to be, you know, there's often judgment from people within the family. And, um, you know, my, my family has always, I think, tried to be supportive. But essentially, I know that they don't value this style of education as much as they would a school one and that's often difficult for people or it could be that one partner is really into it and the other isn't or it could just be you know there might be financial reasons which make it difficult because you know it, it is harder when you when you both can't go out to work and you both can't earn a full-time salary and we were lucky because once the kids as soon as my first child was born um when he was a few months old, I'd gone back to work part time and we'd shared, we'd always shared that Kamal and I had always taken care of the kids together and, and taken turns to work part time and, and to be with the children and so on. So it was easy for us, but I know it's not easy for lots of people. So there are lots of things that might mean that this way is, is doesn't work or is, it's challenging and hard for people, but it's just the most beautiful journey and the, the end result is that you have 
wonderful relationships with your kids. And I know lots of people whose kids go to school also have wonderful relationships with their children. So I don't say that in a judgy way at all, but there's something about the quality of the relationship when it's based on this idea that we really trust our children and we really celebrate all of their unique, authentic loveliness. And we, um, we are, yeah, deeply feeling that they are um, on their own adventure and they're exploring this themselves and we're there right by their side every day. It just, it builds this really beautiful relationship that isn't, it's just, it just gives me joy, it really does. And so I would say go for it. Trust <laughs> yourself, reach out for support where you need it. If it helps to read books, read books. If it helps to watch TED Talks, you know, go watch Ken Robinson's. Ken talk. Robinson, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, yeah, read, read about, read John Holt. He really talks beautifully about learning. Or, um, you know, read Aletha's beautiful descriptions about the principles of learning and so on. And, um, get support wherever you need it. But um, it's, it, I, I, there's n n even when at times when life is really hard or when, you know, everybody's stressed in the family and things are looking a bit ugly and you know how it gets sometimes and you you know things seem really hard and there's lots on and everyone's stressed even in the worst times that we have it's still the most beautiful thing that we're doing and uh, as a result of doing it and as a result of building these relationships and having that trust for them and for them themselves too we always always come back really quickly to this real beautiful connection and this um yeah, this admiration of each other as we're going through life. It's just beautiful. Mm. Yum. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. So I'd also love to invite you to share because as an aware parenting instructor, I know you have uh, you're supporting parents. So I'd love to hear what you're, what you're offering. And, you know, I think this is something particularly as well that you're, that you're supporting and wanting even more to support parents around this. So to tell, tell us a bit and tell the listeners what you, what you do and what you offer and where people can, can connect with you and find out more. Okay. Thank you. Well, um, yeah, I'm an aware parenting instructor and I'm in the process of building my website. So that's not actually up and running yet, but I'm on um, Facebook and Instagram as aware parenting with Joss. So people can connect with me there. Um, I, do, I love um, yeah, helping people, helping children of all ages, healing you know, from stress and trauma through crying and tantrums and laughter and play and helping people with that process. And I'm also really loving teenagers because teenagers are beautiful and people pop two of them. Um, and yeah, I love um, changing the narrative around teenagers and yes. yeah, supporting parents to um, have uh, teenagers be cooperative and resilient and connective and, um, and how to navigate the challenges of teenagehood. Um, I love all the stuff around our own healing too families with that and so that you know we don't pass on our our pain and our hurts to our kids but instead we we get the chance to um 
heal all that so we can be like unconditionally loving ourselves and our children that's beautiful too and yeah um the homeschooling natural learning piece i really would love to support more families to to navigate that and i know the rules are different in different places and we've been very fortunate to have homeschool moderators who mostly really understand natural learning and support it as a choice and i know lots of people don't have that and have to um meet requirements that can be quite challenging i know things are quite hard for you in that respect sometimes but um i love translating what we do into education speak that um fits within the boxes trying to make what we do fit in the boxes so that people who don't understand what we do and um, who we have to answer to are able to be reassured that um yeah our learning is is fitting enough with their what their requirements are so i like i like doing that as well mm. so yum so people can come and find you on uh facebook and instagram about parenting with joss and to find out more about if, if they're wanting to work with you to connect with you that way yeah message, yeah message you or um dm you yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and as i said my website hopefully will be up and running soon but Yay. there's my current learning <laughs> edges <laughs> around technology and websites <laughs> so that's a yes. yeah yeah I'd, I'd love this to be the start of something really big i do feel that there's been a big change already in, in the period of time that we've been doing this more and more and more families yes. doing it uh, and yeah. doing it in this way that is so respectful and connecting um so i'd love i'd love to be to play a part in this um exploding <laughs> more yes. and more around yeah. the world yeah uh, i just think it's um so great for our children and for the future of the future of mankind <laughs> to have more yeah. and more people um, parented in this way and educated in this way and supported in this way. Um, it's just going to be, yeah, it's going to have good. It's going to mean good things for the world, and I really feel like it's a, it's a sort of, yeah, it's a radical thing we're doing, and it's it's important and it's going to be transforming. So mm. yeah, I'd love to. Whatever I can, so yay, that. yay, yay. <laughs> I really see that too. That shift that from from nineteen years ago to now. There's there are definitely this sense of the exponential growth of of aware parenting and natural learning and a real shift in consciousness. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. And there's lots of stuff out there about unschooling, and there's lots of stuff about schooling, but there's nothing. There's not very much information. About both the aware parenting and the unschooling or the natural learning connection. Yeah. Yes. So I'd love to yeah, create more of that. But I, just, I really, uh, Mary and I have. I mean, I say this every time I speak to you, but yeah, I mean, I just can't thank you enough for all of the support and the guidance and the wisdom and the clarity and the yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't for you. And I know that that's true for so many other people too. So I just really am grateful. I really celebrate everything that you've done already on this, and I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, thank, you. thank you so much. I feel so touched. Yum. <laughs> Yum is my favourite word today. Talking <laughs> with you, I feel so uh, yeah, such a deep sense of nourishment and excitement, and I'm so I'm so grateful and glad you're in the world doing what you're doing, not only with your lovely teens, but with all the parents and families that you've already reached but all the many many more that you will so thank you 
and um let's, let's come back and do this another time and <laughs> love that. Love that. Mm, so much love to you joss yeah you too Marianne. thank you